Today we're going to take a look at the Hoka 1-1 Speed Goat 2. This is a 8.2 ounce in a women's size 7 and a 9.5 ounce in a men's size 9 highly cushioned trail shoe with aggressive tread. So let's get up close and personal and take a look at the version 2 of the Speed Goat. Alright, so let's start by talking about the upper. What I have here are two different colorways of the Speed Goat 2, one in the black here uh, and one in the red. Both of these shoes have roughly about the same amount of miles, kind of around 150. Uh, I did that just as a sort of display to show you kind of where that I've gone through and, and some consistent trends that I guess I've seen uh, on this shoe throughout my time with it. So let's kind of talk about the uppers first and then kind of my insights here. Overall, this is a fairly standard upper as it as it relates to kind of modern trail running and, and road shoes, and that's not a lot of stitching on this. And in fact, if you kind of look around the upper, you'll notice there's there's no stitching really at all. Everything is kind of based on this laminate, so this rubber that's heat treated and sort of adheres to the upper, uh, reduces the amount of stitching, which reduces weight, and then of course reduces hot spots and those sort of things that you might get from having. So you got to having those things uh, on the shoe. So if you really kind of feel around through the inside, you won't notice any stitching or any rough spots, which of course is good for alleviating hot spots and those kind of things. Um, the tongue is free floating. It's not gusseted, which is generally not the case with trail shoes, but that's uh, that was the choice that they made here. Uh, and really just the very thin tongue here that that um, does a good job of keeping the lace off your foot. I don't feel like there's a lot of pressure points, uh, but it's not overly padded. It's, um, in the back, uh, it is definitely a structured heel, one that I feel that feel locks down fairly well. Uh, you'll notice I have it all the way up to the utmost eyelet, uh, and that's because I have a bit of a narrow heel. This is one that, that I feel like locks down fairly well. The one thing I want to call out here is sort of the extended wear that I think is is happening and I've seen on both pairs of these here and, and I've seen on others as well and it's just of note uh, hasn't really affected the performance of it to date uh, but you can notice in both of these spots here the upper is is tearing uh, and of course this will depend on your foot strike and those kind of things uh, to you individually but it is an area that I'm noticing is is wearing rapidly uh, as it relates to the rest of the shoe something I'll keep an eye on but right now at 100 to 150 miles, feels a little premature uh, for me. Um, in general, this shoe has been updated over the Speed Goat 1. It's increased in its width of the midsole, which allows for more room here in the toe box. This is a what I'd call a medium, medium height, medium width toe box. So you don't feel like your feet are swimming, but I also don't feel like my toes are too cramped. I wear a size 9 in just about everything. I wear a size 9 here as well. Don't feel like I need to, to go up or anything like that. Um, but overall, fairly good upper, does a nice job of keeping your foot secure, which is important when you are wearing, in my opinion, a uh, high volume stack type of shoe, because uh, you don't want to be sliding all over uh, on top of that, that midsole. Um, so let's talk about the midsole a little bit. So pretty standard, right? There's, as it comes to Hoka, there's no denying what that is. This is a high stack midsole uh, meant for additional cush cushioning. It's a 4.5 millimeter drop from heel to toe, and you'll notice it's got that Hoka kind of rocker to it, right? It's not a flat midsole. The toe picks up quite a bit, uh, and this midsole for Hoka 
sort of falls in the middle between their responsive and their ultra cushy. So this is right in the middle, which I feel is about right uh, for a trail shoe. So it's cushy enough to absorb impact and especially in the ultra type of distance, give you enough cushioning, cushioning over the long haul, but it's not a soggy feel. I don't feel like my energy uh, is being zapped by using these. In fact, I wear them for a lot of different things uh, from short distance trail to some road, treadmill, you name it. I've worn them in a lot of conditions and I feel like this is a really good all-purpose midsole and in general this shoe feels like it's got a lot of nice return to it. But there's no, um, you know, there's nothing in the midsole that is for um, additional stability purposes like a, you know, some sort of bar or a block or anything like that. Uh, but this is rated as kind of in the middle as it relates to Hoka on their stability chart. So it's not a 100% neutral, but it's not a pronation control shoe either. So it's right there in the middle, which if I was to say the type of gait that I have, that's me. As we flip over to the outsole here, what you'll notice is this Vibram Mega Grip. This is probably one of my favorite outsole compounds, especially now that I've moved somewhere like the Pacific Northwest where things are wet and slimy uh, all the time. Nothing's ever going to be 100% excellent for that, uh, but this is just the right amount of everything. It's kind of sticky. Um, you've got some decent lug depth on this and uphill and downhill facing lugs. So depending on, on what you're doing, of course, you've got uh, the right amount of tread for um, the right types of tread for all of those activities. I really feel like this stuff does a nice job across just a variety of, of terrain. Um, it also translates well on the road, so I've, I've, I've been in all types of scenarios with these shoes, uh, and I feel like it's one that, that just works across kind of everything without being overly aggressive, without being too, uh, too modest, so you can really attack a lot of different terrain with this shoe and the tread holds up well. The only thing I'll say here is if you kind of look at these areas where there's not any tread, which is done of course to save weight, those areas are getting beat up pretty well. I've definitely dislodged rocks and sticks and thorns and all kinds of stuff from, uh, from this midsole, but it's super thick, so it's going to take something really, really uh, aggressive and big to kind of poke through there uh, and, and cause a problem. So with that said, let's flip over and talk about closing thoughts. In closing, the Speedgoat 2 is a really good update. A little bit wider, a little more stable, just in, in the wear and the feel of it. You've got a little more toe room, so those people like myself with a bit wider foot can wear this. Um, the Viva Mega Grip works really well, and in fact, most shoes that I've tried with this compound, I've been really impressed with. Uh, it's a cushion shoe, but it's not overly cushioned, so it doesn't lack stability uh, or kind of that mush feel. Feels like it's got a lot of good response to it. I've worn this shoe on treadmills, on the road, on gravel, on really steep scree, and I felt good about it pretty much anywhere. This is a shoe that tends to stay in the back of my car, uh, and I just grab it when I don't know what I'm going to be doing for the day or even when I travel. Uh, I might just take this as my only pair of shoes because it just kind of works well on everything. So any questions, comments, uh, or anything additional you'd like to add, drop those below this video. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next time.